All right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. Thank you so much for being part of all of our great programs. Well, he's back again. I haven't scared him away off just yet. It's just so great to have him back on the show, recapping his thoughts on week six, plus a whole bunch more. So we got a great episode coming up for you today. You got to check out his podcast, the NFL Express podcast today on every single major podcast format. It is definitely one of these shows that you want to listen to when it comes to a more, uh, I guess, a more detailed analysis of, you know, the NFL, pro football, everything, the trends right there. And just want to tell you what, it's just real great to have you here. It's a good man indeed, Mr. Chuck B. And Chuck, just so great again to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I do have a message from Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground, who usually is in the spot. He wanted Uh-oh. to send some special message right now. He just did. He said, first, thank you, Chuck, for filling in. Second, turn on your camera, you ugly mug. Well, I'm going to tell you what right now, Mr. Jason, because of the wonders of the Internet, we're going to keep the camera off because it helps send a faster signal so he doesn't go ahead and come become digitized in his voice or whatnot. So the camera stays off for right now. Just want to let you know. And third... Thoughts on the Packers, the running back splits, and are the Rams receivers tight end startable after this week? Well, I'll tell you what. Before we get to Mr. Jason Dutch's questions on that, I want to hear your thoughts on week six. How was it for you as far as a fantasy football owner? What were some of the trends that you were seeing that you want to discuss first? Yeah, uh, just right off the bat, uh, first of all, back to Dutch. Um, That's just how the internet works, and I can explain that to him at another time. Uh, But – you know, the week six was a great one. I, I love the NFL just because every single week I get to learn a little bit more in the, about each team, which is just like more mysteries are unveiled. And the, and the first one is, is that the San Francisco 49ers are for real. Um, they have the offensive line uh, to have r- a great production for whichever running back they choose that week to run. It's kind of infuriating for fantasy odors between – uh, Tevin Coleman and Brita and um, whoever else they want to put back there. But that's a real team, uh, a, a very solid fantasy football defense. If you want to pick up for the rest of the season, that's definitely uh, one of the bigger highlights. The other one is too, is that the saints for me are just the best team in football. Uh, the production that you're going to get from their receiver and Michael Thomas and from Kamara and even their backup, uh, Murray, who's not bad, uh, flex starts sometimes, but they're just a very productive uh, football team, both in uh, where it counts and in, fo- and in fantasy too. So there's a lot of places to go here. That's kind of like a little bit of my spiel on the NFC. Um, you know, when it comes to the AFC, I just got one message out there is that the Patriots are good, but they're not best. Um, their schedule has helped facilitate uh, a ton of uh, points for them against really underdeveloped opponents and thus has really gotten some people some wins in fantasy football that they shouldn't have if you own the Patriots defense. This has been one of the highest scoring defenses um, I can remember in history of fantasy football history. It seems like they're getting 25 points every week. But how about yourself? What have you uh, enjoyed this year so far? Well, I agree with you on as far as your assessment of the New England Patriots. I mean, they're in the reality world as far as 
the actual team itself. It does have some things that they probably need to fix or that they do have some holes that they might you know, be exploited for later on in the season. But you're right, because they are feasting on a almost like a junior varsity league so far in the first part of the season yep. that they've had really no real tests as of yet. Their defense, like you said, they're, as far as from a point standpoint for fantasy football has been off the charts. Every now and then you'll get like a San Francisco or a Philadelphia who last week really scored well as far as from their defense, really have one of those days. But consistently, the New England Patriots defense has been the number one option for fantasy football owners so far this season. But you're right. It's just been it's been great to see as far as all the other teams. San Francisco is back. I think a lot of people all by the Bay are really happy about that as far as the type of numbers that they can go ahead and translate. It's good to see also as well the NFC West just as a whole is very competitive. Yes, the Rams are on a little bit of a downswing, and they mm. made some trades already to go ahead and shore up. Although trading one Pro Bowl cornerback for another, you know, essentially is what they did today in, in trades is they traded out one Pro Bowl cornerback to get another Pro Bowl cornerback. Yeah. And, and essentially, I know there was some money issues and contract issues aside, but they gave up a whole lot to first round draft picks. Just, I don't yeah. know, that, that's that's scratching my head just a little bit that they just didn't want to dish out the money. But then again, when they say it is about the money, it's all about the money. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about why I think that that is a horrendous trade for the Rams. Um, one is because, like you said, they did ship out Marcus Peters, who has been a pro bowler. Um, his PPF ranking has been very low this year, though. He has been torched by just about every single uh, wide receiver that he's lined up against. A little bit of a name brand in what we have in Marcus Peters, kind of the same way in Josh Norman. Jalen Ramsey, however, is uh, not that. So I got to say, they absolutely got one of the best football players in football, all right? Not just better, best cornerback. He's one of the best football players, top 20 easily. So it, I get that point. But the issue is, is from a GM perspective, is that you get a guy who's already been in the league a few years. He's out of his rookie contract. He's going to need an outlandish contract. You've got Aaron Donald. You've got all these other folks that you've got to pay. They have a ton of needs across. They've kind of just got superstars here and there and really below average football players in other spots. So Their offensive line has really been hurting. I know they yep. tried to address it today, but I'm not sure that was the entire fix. Nope. And so uh, I just think that this made sense for the Jaguars, although they screwed this whole thing up. They should have never traded him. But to get two late first rounders for a guy who was going to leave otherwise, hey, kudos, hats off to them. So, yep. Uh, but there's still a lot of other things as far as what's going on in the AFC West. I am still very surprised at what the Seattle Seahawks are doing. I think I did not have them in a situation where they would be that high. I thought they would still be somewhere looking up at either the Rams or the 49ers this year, but it's nice to see what has materialized so far in Seattle. Patrick Wilson, he's getting so he's getting a lot of MVP talk at this point in time. In fact, so much so that he's actually in some circles, not all, but in some circles dethroned Patrick Mahomes as the leader right now in the MVP race. I know Vegas here has moved up his odds. I know a lot of people are actually right, you know, just really just banking on him at this point in time. Your thoughts as far as from a fantasy perspective and a real world perspective, as far as the MVP right now among those three top echelon quarterbacks, as far as 
Patrick, uh, excuse me, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and also Lamar Jackson, who I feel has also been doing a great job for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I, uh, Lamar Jackson deserves that attaboy. He's not up there with the guys that you mentioned. I don't think he's up there with the conversations of Mahomes, Watson, or Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson does look a man apart from the other two guys, Watson and Mahomes, who are amazing, who I would love to have as my franchise quarterback. But one thing is Mahomes is actually a little bit banged up. You can kind of see he's a bit belabored in his movement. He doesn't look completely good and he's also in a system too that's Andy Reid has really perfected a, a simplified West Coast system for him where he's always got a blazer kind of screening across the field and he's got deep shots going other places so he's always going to have fun I don't know that you can compare apples to apples with Wilson and with Mahomes they do look similar but Wilson is more Frank Tarkenton than uh, Mahomes. He's more of he's more cerebral. There's more thought that goes into when he runs, and I just think that he's just out thinking defenses. Where I feel like Mahomes is out athleting them and just throwing dimes. So I'm a hundred percent on the Russell Wilson looks to be the greatest quarterback in the league right now. However, he doesn't have my MVP vote. My MVP go, vote goes to Christian McCaffrey, who looks superhuman. I have not seen a running back do exactly what he's doing under the circumstances where there's eight people in the box. And yet he's shaking all of these guys out of their shoes. There was a play last week where he literally made the cornerback fall, took a few more sprints, spin moved another guy, then stiff armed Devin Bush to the ground to walk into the end zone. And for me, that was a play that was like, man, that is something to add to the resume of uh, the MVP for the year. So definitely loving Russell Wilson um, and add a boys to Deshaun Watson and to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think they're going to catch him. Um, and, and one more quick note too: the, the beauty of them taking DK Metcalf was so freaking brilliant. And the reason is, is because I honestly do not believe that he makes sense in any other offensive system than in Seattle. This run around, go get it, break the play. You don't have to be a perfect route runner, but his physicality, once he catches the ball and Russell gets him the ball, he's a different player. So um, not only do you have Lockett, unfortunately Disley goes down. I don't know that he's a super talent. He's probably replaceable. Look for a potential trade to actually go down with Seattle to replace for a, a tight end this week. I could absolutely see that happening. I believe you're right. I think that's a good assessment right there for you. Once again, I'm talking to Chuck B. He is the man indeed from the NFL Express podcast. You got to check it out today on all major podcast formats. My friend, it's just been great talking to you so far about all the stuff that's going on. I have one question I want to ask you as well. We were getting back to defenses because I, I said earlier that Philadelphia had a great week a week ago in week five. Well, this weekend, not only did New England have another solid week and just is proving themselves to be the leader at this point as far as defense is scoring wise, but we cannot forget the folks in Carolina because the Carolina Panthers also had a tremendous week. They made Jameis Winston look awful. Five interceptions, fumbles everywhere. I mean, they scored 37 points without even having a really solid offense at all. So I ask you, my friend, if you're if you see Carolina out there or if you're 
interested in not possibly even making them part of a somewhat of a trade. Do you see them as some a, a defense in that upper echelon in that top five, say as well? The issue is uh, Cam Newton. If Cam Newton is their quarterback, I don't like their defense. Cam Newton puts that defense in terrible positions. They get scored on when he's at quarterback. If Kyle Allen is back there and they're running a more methodical offense, they're taking deep shots. Uh, he's getting more than just one look or check downs. Um, I like Carolina to, for the rest of the season. Um, they do have to play some pretty high scoring opponents. So you may want to have a backup defense to stream, but otherwise they're going to be somebody who's going to be solid. And Brian Burns has been an amazing um, addition. Uh, he's their first round pick out of FSU this year. And people didn't know if he was going to be that super athlete that was going to take a year or two to develop. He has added instant pass rush to that defensive line and allowed people like uh, Keekly and others to just um, benefit from that. So, yeah, I, I like them. The other defenses that I like, and, and I'll stand by this, I think the Niners are the number one defense right now simply because uh, defensive line positions one through four, which they run a 4-3 now, are all going to get to the quarterback by themselves. They need no blitz pressure, and they just, they're just disrupting at every level. Quan Alexander at the, at the linebacker, he's one of the fastest guys, cerebral guys. He's making plays everywhere. Sherm is super intelligent. Tart, uh, Jimmy Ward, uh, Witherspoon, those guys are just balling in the secondary. So I like them. But I actually like the Bills better than New England. The Bills have a legitimate defense that's going to fight any offense. Doesn't matter the caliber um, on yards and are, are really going to buck down so i like them and i also like the vikings is um you know kirk cousins also puts that defense in the positions but those are kind of the five panthers bills vikings new england niners for the rest of the season <laughs> i was just gonna ask you about the vikings because you mentioned it kirk cousins has been a hot button in yeah. so many ways not only for fancy owners, but with the players. In fact, someone lost their job in the NFL this past weekend because they said too much about Kirk Cousins throwing the football. He has been all over the place talked about. And I know on this show from with, with some other regular guests that stop in that talk you know, about Kirk Cousins, they cannot say enough bad things about him because of his history, because of what he's been able to do with teams with winning records, I think that's probably what a lot of people point towards the most is his accuracy and his, his numbers facing off against teams above 500 for the most part have not been very good or very promising. So I ask you, my friend, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, he just did great over the weekend with four touchdowns. Is this sort of like a fool's gold? And do you expect more of the same from him? Or do you expect something different? Do you expect him to tail off as far as and go back to the kind of struggling uh maybe just uh mediocre or just the type of quarterback that's not going to be able to be something consistent for you long term yeah i actually believe that he will return to that mediocrity and there's two reasons one is because they brought in an offensive coordinator who said that they basically were going to flip the script and just run the ball like crazy well what happens from that they do fairly well in the beginning. It really doesn't bode well for his numbers, but they look like a pretty intimidating team. Then they start to lose when people load the box. And then you have Diggs and Thielen calling out their quarterback. Matter of fact, 
uh, Stefan Diggs went on to Adam Thielen's podcast to apologize. Um, and so it's just created some turmoil inside of that organization. I don't like it with when in mid season, you have to change your identity as who you are as a team. And that's kind of what the Vikings appear to try to be doing. They did it very well against my Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan. I got to admit we got, we got beat and we got beat. Well, um, that's because we have a trash secondary. So that's that. But, um, Thielen and Diggs are not going to do so well against, uh, better secondaries. They're going up against the lions. I believe this week, I expect the major drop off. I expect Matthew Stafford to have a revenge game from what the refs robbed from him last night. Um, so I don't like Kirk cousins going forward. Uh, Irv Smith, who is supposed to be Rudolph's, uh, replacement at the tight end has looked trash so far. Dalvin cook looks great. I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins to be in my top 12 as a QB moving forward. Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground chimed in. He said that Cousins only had a good week because he played against him in two different leagues. So maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the case. You know, that's just the kind of luck that Jason Dutch has been having this year. So it's been very interesting indeed. But I'll tell you what, Chuck B, it's just been great talking to you about the fantasy football and all the things going on with the NFL are there any more thoughts from you about week six in the NFL? Well, I just think in general, as we check in on the year, I think that um, is where I like to think about, you know, the NFL in terms of the narrative in quarters or in thirds. And right now is we're at that third. Um, I think you can take a look at the Texans and the Chiefs. And anytime you have somebody who's on that offense, you're going to get some production. They're prolific offenses with very underwhelming defenses. So it's just going to be high scoring. You want to try to focus in and try to get matchups uh, as we move down the line. Weirdly, the John Gruden experiment is working out pretty well and no one's talking about it. Uh, Josh Jacobs is one of the most productive running backs in football. Uh, Darren Waller, one of the most productive tight ends. Uh, Tyrell Williams is quietly going to end up probably being a top 14 to 16 wide receiver this year. So there's a lot of value um, there. The Browns have disappointed everybody so far, essentially, except for Nick Chubb. But if you have any fantasy talk in OBJ or Landry or Ninjoku or whoever, you're disappointed. I'd stay away from the majority of this year uh, unless they're going up against the Dolphins or Bengals. And gosh, if you bought some Lamar Jackson uh, stock, lucky you, 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 good on you. You did a good job. Uh, he's going to be productive for a long time. I just want to share this quick story. When we were in Dallas, I think it was two years ago for the draft. Um, I was standing in front of uh, Maurice Jones drew and they were having their NFL show and behind us they they brought him on screen after he'd just been drafted at the tail end of the first round and my buddy john and i had pretty low grades on him coming into the in out of that draft i thought he was appropriately taken at the end but after the interview that he had with mjd i turned to my buddy john and go i think we got it wrong i he was so livid and pissed off that he was taken at that end that I was like, man, all that they did was light a fire under this guy to go and learn how to be a quarterback. And it looks like that's what has happened. He may be good for a long time because he's not just running. He is actually picking folks apart with NFL throws. So if you got him in dynasty, uh, there's not a sell high point on him right now. You do not sell him. He's going to be productive for you for a long time unless that 
uh, is like a million first round picks and Patrick Mahomes or something like that. So that's what I got for week six. Loving the NFL. Can't wait for week seven. Here we go. Eagles Cowboys. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens indeed. But before we head on out, my friend, we've got some questions we want to ask you, including the ones from Dutch. But before we get to the Dutch questions that we, you know, that he asked earlier, so we're going to head and uh, we're going to head on to those in a sec. I just want to thank Bungie for joining us as well as far as being a part of the show and asking this question. He has Hunter Henry, uh, Hunter Henry and, and Brandon Cooks. I need a good wide receiver. Who could I get out of them? Ooh. All right. Well, I kind of mentioned his name earlier. Ah, uh, man. So Hunter Henry, right? He's the stock that it's so sad. It's a sad situation. He's always had this massive hype around him and now he's finally uh, healthy. Problem being is Philip Rivers, I hate to say it, he just looks belabored when he's throwing this ball. He doesn't look quite right. Drew Brees looked this way two years ago. Doesn't mean it's the end. Just something's not there. I'm not loving uh, Hunter Henry in that offense. They're, they're not able to run right now. Melvin Gordon is like averaging 2.7 yards a carry. It's not looking good. So I would want to get rid of him. Brandon Cooks, for some reason, he's kind of an odd man out in that offense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He's one of the youngest receivers on their team. So I would go after a Tyrell Williams. He's going to get the majority of Derek Carr's uh, volume. A sneaky get right now is Golden Tate. If you saw what he did against New England, and you don't even have to give up Brandon Cooks or Hunter Henry to get him. You could give up much less to get him. He's going to get volume and volume. And then another guy who has seemed to found, like find his way uh, with Carson Wentz is Alshon Jeffries, who has sort of been like people said, oh, you know, he's not consistent. He's not that. Go look at his numbers. Look at him through week six. They have found each other. And I think that he could have some pretty high ceiling games moving forward. So those are kind of three guys that I like. Christian Kirk is on, on the way back as well. And before he exited with his injury, he was the most tar targeted guy with Kyler Murray. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has continued to be uh, super solid there. So there's a lot. And I like that you have those two guys because they're high brand name guys. Uh, Hunter Henry is that like ceiling guy. You're like, okay, maybe. And then Brandon Cook's is in a high uh, octane offense. So I'm going to go get something a little bit more consistent with that. So good luck. He also wanted to add on that. He was thinking maybe Marquise Brown for Tate. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Marquise Brown has just been absolutely balling and nobody thought that, especially in the dynasty, if you go look at his ADP and dynasty, he was in some places in the second round because no one thought that Lamar Jackson was going to be passing. The Ravens would give you passing like this. He is with ease getting down the field with these 30, 40 yard chunk plays. And uh, even when they're in the red zone, they're still targeting him. So that's a great pickup. Absolutely. So maybe you want to go ahead and suggest that Marquise Brown for Golden Tate. Golden Tate in his current position is going to look like he's going to get a lot of yards as Chuck B was staying. And the last thing, Chuck, do you have a YouTube? I think that he's trying to ask to see if he can ask you more questions on a regular basis as well. Uh, I do not have a YouTube, but my Twitter handle is at host Chuck B and feel free to add me and then uh, ask questions away. And uh, we're at NFL express um, and we'll be producing podcasts here shortly. I think we got one coming up in a week. And so, yeah, hit me up on Twitter. That's again, 
Bungie and everyone out there. That's uh, at at host Chuck B. That's at host Chuck B on Twitter. If you want to go ahead and have messages for him, also as well. Oh, anytime, anytime. We just really appreciate you watching Bungie and just thank, cannot thank you enough for being a part of the show. If you have any questions that I also can correlate as well, if you didn't get at host Chuck B on Twitter, at Inside Sports FF on Twitter, or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. If anyone out there has any questions on fantasy football, I could send it out to any one of the people I've been correlating with on a weekly basis, whether it's Chuck B, whether it's Jason Dutch, whether it's Chris Ardieri, any of the guys that I talk to on a regular basis about fantasy football, we'll be glad to give you a chance. We'll be glad to give you, a, a, you know, a, obviously try to get the best answer for you each and every time when you when you call upon us. We truly cannot thank you enough for participating and asking those questions. And speaking of questions, save the best for last, my friend. <laughs> it is Mr. Jason Dutch. You know, you know him well, Mr. Yeah. Chuck B. Yes. He, to get back to what he was asking, at basically his thought, your thoughts on the Packers running back splits and are the Rams receivers slash tie end startable after what happened this week? Um, I'm staying away from both cases that have just been listed. Uh, it, this happened again. You know, this happened last year with this whole here we go, Aaron Jones, who Honestly, as a prospect, he looks dynamic when he gets the ball in his hands behind a healthy offensive line. When the Packers are rolling, he's a top 12 running back and his production can speak to that. He gets these games where he lets his team down. This is not the first time he has fumbled two or three times in a game. Not the first time he has bobbled a pass that's led to an interception or Gosh, that pass last night that hit him in the hands, in the end zone with no one around. It's not the first time. So what I kind of think happens with this guy is he gets some confidence issues. And then you get Jamal Williams, who's like, you know what? I'm not that flashy of a player, but I'll come and bang out five, six yards, five, six yards, and get you that touchdown and get you that satisfaction and win the coach's trust. But then they start to load the box. Now they need to go back to Aaron Jones. And you don't want that type of indecision for fantasy football. I feel the same way about the other case. Um, there's just too much indecision within that offense. That offensive line is problematic. It's a problem for the running back. It's a problem for the wide receivers and the tight ends. Even though I just feel like that there, if you take a look at where the volume goes each week, it's probably one of the biggest carousels in football. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, maybe Brandon Cooks. Everett, uh, with what did he have one week? He had like 35 points. So I try to find offenses that really have consistent target shares that I can be a bit more predictive of. And so that's where I would lean. I, I would try to find other buys in my league for different teams. I should have taken your advice, my friend, because Malcolm Brown, he was one yard away from winning me a game because I only lost by two points and he couldn't get into the end zone. And that's all it took. Yep. Yeah. It's killer. It is a killer indeed. But I'll tell you what, it's been great again to have everyone contribute and sending those questions out to us. If please, if you have any during the week, as far as waiver wire, free agents, trades, or just alignment or lineup, uh, line of questions, Please send it to us at Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Chuck B, he is at host Chuck B on Twitter. Also, as well, if you want to email it to us, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. 
Well, Chuck, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough again for taking the time to speaking to us. I know Jason Dutch is coming back this week. And yes, it's great to have him back and all that. But I want to ask you, if you wanted to come back on at some point in time, maybe each and every week, I'll schedule around so you can actually have an additional show for us if you so choose or at any time, just hop onto the show at any point in time. Man, I had a blast. So just keep sending those invites and I'll make what I can. Um, love to do a show with my my brother-in-law. That'd be kind of fun. So let's get me and Dutch on together and have, have, some, have some fun. Well, I'll tell you what, four words of that is that's the case. God help us all. <laughs> yes. All right. But what? Sorry. I said yes. <laughs> that, yes, indeed. All right, my friends. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you, everyone out there, for watching. Just truly a pleasure bringing you inside sports fantasy football to you once again. Later on this week, on Thursday, I will be trying to get my good friend Chris Ardieri from Inside Sports back on the show. Once again, next week, we're going to be having hopefully Chuck B and also as well, Jason Dutch back for the Voice from the Underground to talk some great stuff when it concerns the fantasy football scene right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Thanks again for watching, everyone.